0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to your hopefully favorite movie podcast in Auburn. Maybe maybe everywhere. Who knows? As we look ahead to the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it is evident that many classic and iconic properties like Fantastic Four, Venom, Moon Knight, his icon status is still under discussion. But, and I would argue one of the most iconic and most anticipated returns to the silver screen being the X-Men coming to the MCU. Most of us know about the past exploits of the X-Men on screen. I would say mostly positive overall, but there is one thing that stands out most to me, personally, from the X-Men series, besides Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Or you could also say Charles... or Charles, uh, Patrick Stewart as Charles Stewart. Xavier Davis. And what is that one thing that stands out? The timeline. How confusing it is. It's no secret that they were soft reboots and poor planning, but how did it affect the timeline of these movies? Today... On through the lens, this is the, thesis. this is the thesis right here. We will try to decipher what exactly Fox built. Of and course, first we have to do our favorite part of the show. The, the movie news <clears throat> is go. what Davis is talking about. And unfortunately, we're going to start on a bit of a somber note,
1: unfortunately. Uh, Gaspard Gaspard Uliel, a French film star and who was going to play the Midnight Man in Moon Knight, has passed away. He died in a tragic ski accident. So our thoughts and prayers are with his family, of course, during this. What I imagine is a very difficult time, and now I think that allowed a lot to Moon Knight because he was, I think, very prominently featured in the trailer, if I recall. So I,
0: th- I thought I heard they already filmed all his stuff. Yes,
1: it, it, it was. So this will be his, I think it will be his last official uh, portrayal will be in Moon Knight. A posthumous release is what it's been called, so yeah. Again, sorry to start on the somber note, but we'll get back into that. But yeah, so be looking look out for him in Moon Knight, he'll be playing the Midnight Man in that in that uh, TV show on Disney+. And moving on, Warner Brothers rumored to want to begin filming of the Joker sequel in 2023. Davis, what do you think about that?
0: Uh, I don't care. Really? Not a fan of the Joker? Uh, not not a fan, but also just don't really care. Fair enough, fair enough. And
1: according to Deadline, a sequel to Mortal Kombat is officially in the works with head writer from the Moon Knight series, Jeremy Slater, handling the script. I still haven't seen the Mortal Kombat movie, Davis. Have you? I heard it wasn't very good. I also heard it wasn't very good, unfortunately, which sucks because I was really looking forward to seeing... Uh, Hiroki Sonata in that film. One of my favorite actors, but unfortunate. Sam Raimi also saw Spider-Man No Way Home. We just talked about it last week. Davis, do you know what Sam Raimi said about the films? He said it was awesome to see Tobey Maguire. I've got the quote here. He says, quote, I love Spider-Man No Way Home, and the audience I was with went crazy, much like it seems every audience that saw that movie went crazy. I imagine so. He says it was delightful to watch Alfred play his role and Willem Dafoe. Just seeing these guys take it to the next level, and Toby was awesome as always. Boom. Sam Raimi, of course, going to be directing Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Also, the director we're we're of the We game. will
0: be seeing Toby in that one. I'm Whoa. putting money on it.
1: Davis doesn't have any leaks this time, apparently, but he's putting money on
0: it. I'll say that he does. Interesting.
1: How much money, Davis? Can we start that bet I'll right put now? Ten bucks.
0: You want to shake on it right now?
1: That was a horrible shake, but... Our arms aren't long enough. Uh, clearly, it was unfortunate. I tried to reach across, but all right. You
0: heard it here, ladies Ten and gentlemen. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. You will hold me to it. I will, because You want to make hopefully. a bet on, bet on Wolverine next? Yeah, I'm not confident Ten in that bucks, yet. he's showing up in it. No. No. You haven't know, been on that one, because you know it's going to I would bet more on the Fantastic
1: Four. That's, I think, one that's still up in the air, but I don't know. But yeah, Sam Raimi. We love Sam Raimi. love the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films, and... He clearly had a good time watching that. Honestly, he listed what were two of my favorite parts: Alfred Molina and William Defoe. But that's because you know it's Alfred Molina and William Defoe can't really go wrong there, and both great in that movie. James Gunn also says another Suicide Squad spinoff series is in development. Of course, the Peacemaker TV show is already set to be released. Trailers have been released for that. But another spinoff, who do you think he's going to be going with of the surviving Suicide Squad characters, Davis?
0: Mm, probably the Rat Girl. What was her name? Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher. Yes. That's there's a lot of character there for that. She was
1: very popular after, at the end of that film. I think that was the also, sort of rising star. you can make a Harley Quinn one. True, maybe
0: that. I think that
1: Harley Quinn medium is kind of overdone, and I don't think they're sure if Margot Robbie's even going to come back
0: or Idris uh, Elba's character, whatever. Who Bloodsport, was Bloodsport. Bloodsport.
1: Who is just dead shot.
0: Yeah, unfortunately,
1: with more more weapons and different weapons. But you know, it is what it is. Um, the end. Oh, this is funny. Kind of. It's all. It's actually. It's funny or sad depending on your interpretation. The ending to the film Fight Club has been censored in China following its streaming release in the country. And here is how the movie ends. Spoiler alert for those who have not seen this film just yet. The explosion scene has been replaced with text which states, and I quote, The police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all the criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. Again, I say funny but also kind of sad, Davis. Which one does this fall into for you, funny or sad?
0: Well, the thing is the book, that's how the book ends. Really? And the author has praised China for their revised ending. So take that as you will. I am shocked,
1: actually. Yeah. I am very shocked, but I did not know that at all, to be honest. I must admit, I was not as well informed as I should be, evidently.
0: Fight Club author praises China's censored ending. The irony is they've aligned the ending almost exactly with the ending of the book, says Chuck uh, Palunik, the author of the novel on which David Fincher it's 1990 film fight club was based. So do we think China did that with that in mind? No, definitely not. No. Can't imagine so. But interesting.
1: That 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 makes me very confused on what to think about this. Get I gave you a little bit to think about now. Point is though censorship probably bad still anyway. Is bad most of the time. So. I, I would imagine so. Um Anyway, interesting. That's just very fascinating. We can have the debate I'm, on. We can have a censorship debate on another show on, on another episode. Then we have the Joe Rogan debate. Oh Lord, I don't know about that one. Now, um, speaking of more news, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order is now in development. Davis, you played it all through, I think. Great game. What do you think about that? I have not played the game.
0: Apparently, yet, uh, a BD bot showed up in Book of Boba Fett. What?
1: Wait, yes, I think I saw that. Yeah, walked on that. the two legs. Yes, I think, the, I, I think I did. I'm see not sure that. if it's
0: the exact one Cal Kestis had, but be cool. Cool. I like it. Is I Book like of Boba Fett it. done yet? Or is uh, there still no, there's still episodes running. I've not even started watching it yet. I haven't either. I'm uh, not going, going to watch it. I haven't really? even finished in The Mandalorian. I really don't But care. season two is so good. I just, I don't care. Davis is Star Wars down. Unless it's The Last Jedi, apparently Davis doesn't care. I have not watched Star Wars, any Star Wars media since our episodes. What has happened to Davis Carroll? He's it's changed Star Wars is radically. like, is a two year cycle for me. In two years, I'll probably be like all over it again. In two years, be, you'll be singing Duel of Fates.
1: Dun, 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 dun dun dun
0: yeah anyway you know uh,
1: <laughs> speaking of other movies and movies that I don't think either of us want to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson is doing yet another video game movie which one uh, he says quote Tetris the Tetris movie's no, finally coming out we're going to be bring we're going to bring one of the biggest most bad expletive games to the screen one that I've played for years so contenders of
0: War oh <sighs> Ooh, that's good. I don't think so. I, I think Gears of War is pretty mid, but I mean, okay, me. I,
1: I think it, I think the story itself is kind of cool. The gameplay, that's a different story. Other contenders, there's the one he already did, Doom, which only has one redeemable scene, which is I, the okay. Scene when they Doom, go
0: I could see Doom more likely than Gears of War. He's, Gears done, of War he's, he's done a Doom big. movie before, though. I know, and it's I know. not good. Well, I know, it's a horrible movie, one good scene, though. Um, I'm trying
1: to think of the other, first person scene. Other game. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That, that, sure. that, that, that scene is like the chef's. That's like what everybody was looking for in that movie. And they did it at the end. And it's easily the best part. Also, Carl Urban's pretty cool. We like Carl Urban. Just saying, Carl Urban, great guy. Um, I don't really know what exactly they're going to do with this. I don't really, I'm trying to think of games. Well, like, what do you think is a contender? For
0: this. Mm. He's been
1: playing for years, so it's got to be old, right? Re- restate the quote for me. So he says, we're going to bring one of the biggest, most bad expletive, but you can guess what it is, games to the screen. I think one you're allowed to say that, but don't for say years. it. I'm not going to say it. I think you're allowed to. I don't want to risk it for the biscuit. I'm not going to do that.
0: Anyway, got any got any contenders here, Davis? I'm looking to see if they have anything. Uh Any rumors? Maybe a fight it? game. Like, but like what? Like Mortal Kombat, Double Dragon. I don't know what that is, unfortunately. It's a fight game from like the '90s. Like, so
1: it's got it's got to be like a shooter or fight game, right? It can't. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to think of recent ones. Modern Warfare. No. Whoa! Hold up! Hold up! Hold know. up! It is The Rock. God of War. I think if anybody looks like. Uh, it's Kratos, right? Kratos. I'm Kratos. Sorry, I've never played the games myself. He'd have to um, grow a
0: beard for the God of War. I'd
1: want to see. True. Yes, but th- I think the rock growing beard. Yeah, boy, um, boy. A lo- I love the voice act. He's great. Um, it's a great game. Yeah, you got to get PlayStation just to play that. I I, 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 I've been told many times. So, is that a contender? It's, it could it's be. an, it's an old game, so it's been running a while. It's not like it's new. You know what I mean? I think the, what the first God of War came out in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. right?
0: Like early. Um, i say like 2006, maybe. Really? I, I thought it was like way earlier than that. No, it was on the PS3. Let me see. 2005.
1: Uh, okay, yeah. So, so I mean, that, there's a chance to the Rock. So, but then again, I mean, hmm. I think it could be that. I feel really proud of myself. I'm right. I mean, I just. You think you're right? You think that's it? I mean, okay. N- I don't know, because Rampage was a video game movie, but I've never even heard of Rampage. Rampage, until. I know about Rampage. So I had not, so my my scope
0: is limited, so I'm i I feel like it's going right. to be more recent than like a Atari or NES game. Yeah, so I that's think what Rampage was. Like, I know, that's what I'm saying, it's going to be more recent than that. Is my that's guess. True,
1: especially with the way he describes it. Like, it has to be, it couldn't just be you played at your arcade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Played at the arcade. But yeah, interesting. Um... If it's God of War, I'd look forward to God it, hoping War. that the the problem is the the problem is if you're you're Davis, you've dealt with uncharted issues right now. You don't want it to be God of War, based on the Rock's track record of movies lately.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, because- the only God of War movie I'd want to see is if it was like obviously God of War, but also dealt with like the father son or like, uh, delved del- delved into the character of Kratos because he's. Do you know about like why Kratos looks like that? I don't know all the lore, but
1: I I think what you're trying to say is you want one that's good. Yes, that's that's fair. He like, I'll
0: just give you a quick rundown on Kratos. So Man, like, I, he's called the Ghost of Sparta. He's covered. His skin doesn't actually look like that. He's covered in the ashes of his family that he oh, actually killed. Whoa. Yeah.
1: Okay, this is good lore. Yeah. That's okay, why Yeah. That's, I, I, I can.
0: Yeah, and he has like the 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 ring or like the tattoos, yes. like the air the about sign of Aries or whatever. Okay, I concur with the fact that... Ares killed it. his family. That's why he went and started... I haven't played the first three. I've only played the newest one. Which but is, like, like, the big one. Yes, it's so good. So good, so I've heard, yeah. You yeah. can throw your axe, Ooh. and it comes back to you. You're like, you're like Thor. Like Captain America. More like Thor, because it's based in uh, Norse mythology, this one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a bad take fight on my Thor. end. You fight Ooh. Thor. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've,
1: seen that, I've seen that video, actually. The world um, snakes there. Whatever. Yeah. It's so, cool. basically what we say is we wanna, we, wanna, we want want we want... Kind of what The Witcher is doing. Maybe. Mm. As in, it's going in depth. It's not just, ooh, I am Witcher, kill monster, I haven't watched monster. The Witcher show. Well, I, my, my, Witcher my roommate fan, watched though. it. There's there, It's it's a lot more, you know, going into the lore rather than just, ah, yes, kill monster, kill monster, kill monster again, I'm done. Which is, you know, I think what people are worried about, and I think that's what people do not want The Rock's God of War adaptation. Assuming it is God of War. We could be completely off base here. but That'd be cool. And speaking of video games, Davis... Mm-hmm. We've got a last bit of news here. You just watched the trailer a few minutes ago. The Halo TV series.
0: Oh, wanna, wait, oh, join the Rock Johnson before we start in Call of Duty movie. No! But this is from, I'm not sure how reputable this source is. But, like, uh, I did say Modern Warfare, so maybe I'm right, if that's what it ends up being. Let me, let me, let me, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up.
1: Oh, my gosh, one day ago. Yeah. No.
0: No. No, please, please, please. A new report says The Rock has an FPS movie cooking. I think, I think Call of Duty's the best bet, but, but like, I mean, that's going to be so generic. Yeah, it's just, it's just, ooh, guns. Call of Duty.
1: It's just, that's like, Call of Duty is fun because you can play it, not because you want to watch it. Well, unless Modern Warfare 2, which has a great I mean,
0: story. some of the games have good, good story, decent but stories. But like, again, I thought Ghost had a good story.
1: I do, too. The problem is it was very, it, the, you know, the multiplayer was bad. The I combat was kind of yeah, bad. Like, I never really
0: played multiplayer. The ending was kind of bad.
1: But I thought the story was cool to interesting story. Anyway, on to video game news, Davis. Hey, the Halo TV series, as I was saying. One of the most hyped up and highly anticipated TV series of all time. Coming to the bronze screen. Indeed, indeed. We, we're looking for a movie, looking for TV. People consume Halo me- media in, uh, in droves. It's probably one of the most popular game franchises of all time. The trailer for, for it, which will release on Paramount Plus in March, was released during the halftime of the ASC Championship game yesterday. And I'm going to be honest, Davis, it's terrible. I don't it, know about terrible. It looks bad. Not good. Master Chief's <sighs> voice is different. Don't know why. The actor's still alive. Uh, Cortana looks different. It's kind of weird. I, I, I'm not going to get super nitpicky about that, personally. But it, it's kind of strange why you would change the design from how Cortana has looked in the past. Overall, the action and fight scenes don't look that great. It's also charting a new story, which is interesting, because it ends with, find the ring, win the war, implying that it's the first Halo ring they've discovered. And and throughout the trailer, they imply that. I, my excitement was kind of killed by this trailer. I'm still going to watch it because I like the Halo lore, and I've been trying to see Master Chief in action for who knows how long. But, Davis, I'm really not looking forward to this. You just watch Forward Unto Dawn a few times. Well, apparently he shows up at the very end there. He does. So, I have yeah. seen that one. I have seen that one, too. It's a good one. Um, but I was just disappointed by this. I was disappointed by just... It seems very lazy to not get the exact same voice actor because he is there. They got- well, okay, well, the, re- okay
0: but the thing is, the reason I think they're not doing that is because he's going to take off his helmet.
1: However... Davis, Davis, two things, two things, one one, one, one. one. They got the exact same voice actor to play Cortana despite the fact that Cortana is supposed to sound like Halsey. And they introduced Halsey, and it doesn't... So, like, they deliberately did that. Not to why mention... Else, why else...
0: Don't wh- take off his helmet anyway! I, I agree. I think the best part of Master Chief is that you don't
1: exactly. really know he, what he looks he like, is, so you can apply whoever... The, you, he Exactly, that's... I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You can apply yourself to the him. He's the, like... Paramount example of what a great first person shooter character is supposed to be, and that is the fact that he is you. Yes. He does not, his lines of dialogue are just to set up what you're about to do anyway. There's no, you know, there's no,
0: I mean, you know, his name's John. Halo
1: 4 delved into it, but to be honest, by that point, all the players liked Cortana too, so it made sense. So. It all checked out.
0: We know one thing about him. His name's John. Exactly. And there's, like, a video of him as, like, there's, like, a little mini-movie of him as a kid. Yes. And yes. that's it. The Halo and it, there is, cinematic. like, a thing where you maybe, like, you see I think you see his eyes in yes, one Yes, you thing. Do. If you finish Halo 4 in Legendary,
1: you do see his eyes, which was, like, a big, whoa. Yeah. And then there's that amazing final cinematic, which, the cinematic's in Halo 4,
0: by the way, might be the best i I liked I've Halo 4. I'll say it.
1: I liked it. Sort but I of. hadn't
0: played I'd only played the first one. Okay, yeah. And not I, two and three.
1: Having where four I, I
0: was not very
1: I was I was looking forward to continuing part of the Halo Three story and the fact that it completely reset was kinda eh to me, but you know, that was more of a nitpicky thing rather than quality based, personally. Um but yeah, I the music bro, if if the music is different, I think I
0: might throw some of my I genuinely don't think they could changed the music without well, there being bad. Well, Halo,
1: the Halo 4 and 5 have changed the music because they don't have... Uh, <laughs> they they got rid of Martin O'Donnell, who's the guy who wrote the original music, which, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, the original music is part of the reason those games are successful because, man, oh, man, is it some of the best music there is. Some of those iconic... It's. I mean, it's just, Ooh. oh, my gosh. Oh. Anyway, um. but, yeah, I, my excitement died, personally, with this movie. I'm just... Or the TV show. Like, it's just... It took me out of it when I heard his voice cuz like you know it was building up right cuz like there was 45 seconds of no dialogue from him where you're like okay it's building it's building it's building and then and then they re- like I don't know I am not going to have a problem with a new story I wish it would have continued but I'm not I'm not opposed to that if it's a well written story you know what I mean like I'm not mad about that but it just doesn't seem like it's going to be very good in period
0: I think it depend on when this was started production they might go like might be copy mandalorian like you don't you don't know what he looks like and then the last episode he's going to like cortana man i mean but like like i get you're right that's probably
1: why they changed it but like again who cares keep the helmet on get the voice everything's fine like people aren't going to live and die by seeing his face he is a living breathing character regardless as a kid i always wanted to see his face I mean, but okay, now, yeah. now 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 i don't we realize it's it's the good cinema when his face is not on screen yes. and not to mention He's not required to. I think. I think for Pedro Pascal in Mandalorian, it made sense because one, Pedro Pascal's a great actor. Introduce his face when you can. You know, he, he. And I think. I think it was an amazing scene when he did. And you know, there was a bit of lore behind that. But with with this, it's a proven formula that it doesn't need to happen. The game sold regardless. But anyway, that's my Halo TED Talk. Thank you for joining. And again, when it comes out, I'm sure you'll hear me talk about. It. It's going to come out on March 24th on Paramount I'll watch it. I'll be angry about it. But now, Davis, the news is done, so it's time to go into one of the most confusing, convoluted, and messy franchises of all time, the X-Men films. Now, mind you, X-Men, officially mm. under the Marvel banner, but not owned by Disney or the MCU yet, because Marvel- Well, they do now. That's Now they do, because Marvel sold away the rights to X-Men in the late 90s because- Spoiler guys, Marvel was running out of money at this yes. point. They were near the point of bankruptcy. That's why they sold off Spider-Man, the Hulk, Fantastic 4, and the X-Men. So the X-Men and Daredevil. Inter- and, and Daredevil, that's characters. right. That's right. That's right. Daredevil and all and all of that. And it's a bit dicey how you sell those because you know it's like some of the characters do cross-promote with so like which library do you own such as, you know, whether the scrolls are owned by one or the other so on and so forth. It goes and as is the case with also Quicksilver, whether that's owned, that's an, that's an interesting debate we see a bit in uh, the MCU with Avengers Age of Ultron. Anyway, so these films are really under the radar because they kickstarted superhero films in the 21st century. Spider-Man came out two years after the first X-Men film, but these are all produced by 20th Century Fox, now 21st Century Fox apparently, and the, going from X-Men 1 all the way to X-Men Dark Phoenix, and what we're going to do we're not going to dissect these movies piece by piece on terms of what we think about them because then we'd be here forever because there are a lot of films. We're going to talk about them and the implications they have on the timeline, major points and how it changes from point to point. So spoiler warning in effect right now and we're going to go chronologically as in when they were released. I, okay. People people like to do, well this thing came first. No, that that's all. We're going to do how the audience had to deal with this. Okay.
0: Well, it, I, before we do that, I want to read it in like movie like chronological not periodical if that makes sense what do you mean you're going by years when they were released before we do that I want to just give you or should we do it after
1: okay, can I can, can I, I cro- look at, can I look at what you've got written like down? the actual
0: like the the movie plot how it's supposed to go allegedly
1: so I'm not uh, I'm pretty okay yes actually re- read that off first yeah go ahead and re- this is this is how the timeline is officially set up for those who are curious, go ahead and Davis read them.
0: First up, up is going to be First Class, which takes place in 1962, which came out in 2011. Yep. Then Days of Future Past will be second. I think the best. Days of Future X Past movie. technically takes place at the beginning and end, but that's yes, yeah, true. Uh, Origins, X Men Origins Wolverine, after that, and then Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, and then X Men One from 2000, then X Two, Last Stand. So those stay in order. Then The Wolverine, where he goes to Japan. Fight some samurai, Deadpool, the New Mutants was I have not seen any I I don't don't know anything about it. So I'm not gonna say anything. Deadpool Two Two, which has like a little cameo that completely also destroys the timeline if you take it at face value, and then Logan last.
1: Absolutely. So that is how the timeline is technically set up. But ladies and gentlemen, it's a lot easier to understand it when it's set up like that. But no, we're gonna put you right in the middle of it where we I was. Wa- we
0: had to watch Alex more than I me. was
1: in the trenches trying to figure out what the heck was going on. So let's start off. With the first three films, X Men to X Men: The Last Stand, no major timeline implications at this point. But I'll talk about each of these movies a bit. I got a couple things. I'll be right
0: honest; there. I have not seen these.
1: I'm sorry. I just so, ladies I'm and not. gentlemen, let me tell you right now: The Last Stand is bad. Yeah, heard, bad I know film, about that. I know X Men One and X Two are two of the best comic movies I've ever seen. Mind you, there is a scene at the opening of X Two with Nightcrawler that is in the top ten comic book scenes of all time. It's honestly in my top five. It is amazing. It's one that I go back and watch consistently because it's a great scene, and it's just a great movie. Those first two are great. They really are. I recommend watching them if you have the time. But anyway, so first of all, I want to talk about for a second, this might be the greatest collective cast of a movie universe of all time. I mean, going down the list, you got Patrick Stewart, Mm -hmm. Ian McKellen, Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry, James Marsden, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Rose Byrne, Kevin Bacon, Evan Peters, Sophie Turner, Ty Sheridan, Jessica Chastain, my queen, Oscar Isaac, Kelsey Grammer, and Ben Foster, just to name a few. That's not everybody in these films. What a cast. I also got pool. Stephen Merchant. James Marston, did you say I that? I said James Marston. Okay, I I did. That. Stephen Merchant as well shows up in that. Um, Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, technically. Yeah. You'll go, go with that as well. In as as well them. as Josh Brolin. Yeah. As oh gosh, Ryan cable. Reynolds is in one of Oh god. He's an origin. Anyway, so let's go down the list then and how it all starts. So X-Men 1 the timeline is just starting so there's no major contradictions they won't show up until later. I'll talk about them when we get there, but note for fans this is the first appearance of Sabretooth. We meet Sabretooth he's working with Magneto at that point. Played by and Liev Schreiber. Not was in that later Not until that, not, Wolverine. In, not in this one. Not okay. in this one. D- a different actor. I'm not Already sure already the confusing. No, no, no. Um also, an interesting point. Professor Xavier says, quote, when I was 17, I met a young man named Eric Lencher. Lenscher is being Magneto, so that sets up when they met. We've got that set up. We'll get to that later. But again, we've got the introduction of Sabretooth and also a relationship between Scott uh, Summers, Cyclops, plays by James Marsden, and yes. Logan. I'll talk about that a bit later as well. But overall, a really good film. Really kickstarted the resurrection of comic book films. As I said, I really recommend watching it if you can. It's a great, great movie. And again, I talk about this cast. Ian McKellen. Honestly, I keep I feel bad that he's not been on my top five actors because I love him in every he's single awesome. movie he's in. As do Patrick Stewart. I mean, this is a perfect casting of both of these. Uh, Ian McKellen is great. One of my favorite actors. He was busy in the early two thousands. Like busy. He was doing this and Gandalf. That's crazy. He was me. making that dough. Absolutely. But yeah, Ian McKellen. They're great. It's a great movie. But again. We will get to that later, but this introduces all the X-Men as we know, Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, Magneto, and it also introduces the relationship between the U.S. and mutants where it's kind of, the country doesn't really know what to do. There's a lot of pro-mutants versus anti-mutant behavior. That's expanded upon more in X2 with a couple of the children. Rogue is the main focus of how this is expanded upon. She sort of... Not the main character, but the movies tend to follow her story significantly. And then we see it a bit more with Iceman in X2. And then we get to X2, and again, I mentioned that opening with Nightcrawler. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep saying it. Davis, I cannot believe you haven't seen this movie. I've probably seen
0: some of it just on TV. It's great.
1: It really is. And the opening is just it's amazing. And this also introduces Colonel William Stryker. This is important. This introduces Wolverine's backstory. He does not remember any of his backstory, ladies and gentlemen, at this point. He does not remember what happened. So this introduces William Stryker from his past, and that's where Log- Logan, with the help of Professor X, is learning about his past. He's learning about Alkali Lake and how he became the metal clawed, clawed, excuse me, Wolverine that we know. But again... So does he remember when he didn't have metal claws? No. He still does not remember, but he has like visions of torture and being underwater and stuff like that, and that leads him to Alkali Lake, where he does end up finding the chamber that he was put in to become the metal clawed Wolverine, because... We don't know what, what predates that, but we find out in a later film what initially were his claws. We'll talk about that mm, when we get there. I hope everyone's keeping up. You're going to be taking notes. I'm getting a little confused. You're driving? You're
0: I, take your notes on your I'm getting a little one?
1: confused myself, but this is going to be a fun ride, especially when we get into the fourth and fifth films and you realize none of this makes any sense. It'll, it'll make sense for the first few. Exactly. So then we get to X-Men The Last Stand. Bad movie. Overstuffed. Dark kind is. tries to initiate the Dark
0: Phoenix storyline. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. And Which they is, do later on again. We'll
1: get to that as well. This is Dark Phoenix with Jean Grey in this film. That actually reminds me. I want to look up who plays Jean Grey in the first original X-Men films. Because she's a great actress, by the way. I really like her as well. Uh, it is Jean Grey played by... Man, what the... I can't find it. Just look up Last Stand. I did. Um. Oh, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Jean Grey. Really X-Men, good radio Last right here. Stand. I'm sorry. I'm Googling, man. I want to make sure Famke I get this right. Famke Janssen. Ah, okay. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Also, Elliot Page as uh, Kitty Pride. Great character in the films as well. She uh, shows up, that character specifically shows up in. This film, and Kelsey and Grammer. Oh yeah, I forgot I Kelsey I Grammer's Kelsey beast. He's, he's beast. He shows up also. Vinny Jones juggernaut. We also get we do yes. We also get the fir- Vinny Jones juggernaut. We also get the first appearance of Beast in X Men: The Last Stand. He's more of a senator, but and this one actually he's like he's like the frontman for mutant human relations actually with the president and that's close with that. But yeah, we get the first introduction of that. And again, this is the Dark Phoenix storyline. We also get a flashback to 1986. Magneto and Professor X working together to go recruit Jean Grey because her parents have called in Charles Xavier because, you know, the Xavier
0: School for Gifted Youths is about mutants. Yes. Uh, bef- before we go on too far, thoughts on the Vinnie Jones juggernaut design?
1: I didn't think it was that bad. People make fun of it. I I, re- I thought it was honestly kind of realistic that he'd have a giant headplate to run through. It was a different take, but considering this was a ground— I'm going to say this in quotes— Grounded version of mutants, you know what I mean? They're, they yes. are very larger than life. No one looks like the Hulk. It makes sense to me. Come on, I'm not, a, I'm again, I'm not a comic book purist. I'm not, it doesn't look like this, that, whatever. Again, there's that line, do you know who I am? I'm the juggernaut. And then he says that, you know, yeah. word that I'm not going yeah, to
0: yeah. say. Um, but I was fine with it. What did you think? Uh, I think it looks a little goofy. I think the dead, Deadpool, which he comes back in again. Uh, I think that's a much cooler design.
1: For I agree, but this was still where campy comic book films existed, so its goofiness is, is understood, as are their X-Men costumes. I like the costumes. People criticize them for being like the all-black. I was fine with them, personally. Also, this is the introduction of Angel, played by Ben Foster, uh, in this film as well. Is, we'll be seeing him again. Is Juggernaut the stepbrother of Charles Xavier in these? N- did you no. know that? That's, no, I did just not know brother. That. Oh, Lord. I did not know that. But again, so hope you're keeping track. In this movie, The me- <laughs> in these three movies, what we've gotten is when I was 17, I met er- I'm a young man named Eric Lencher mm-hmm. by Charles Xavier. We've got a meeting between Cyclops and Logan. Logan's past, William Stryker, as well as a flashback to 1986 where Charles Xavier is walking around, Yep, not in a wheelchair. He's with Magneto. The de-aging tech is horrible. And, uh, and... They meet Jean, a young Jean Grey, and recruit her. In 1986, she is a a youth. Mm-hmm. Also of note, Charles Xavier dies in this film. He wakes up in another person's body at the end, and Magneto somewhat kind of loses powers, but then almost moves a chess piece. So that's hinted at. But Charles Xavier dies and wakes up in a different body. Yeah, that's important to note.
0: A different not, person's body or a different cold, person's body. Okay. Like
1: he he's like conscience transferred to like some, a coma patient. So like it was like it wasn't like he like just took a dude's body. I think. Yeah. Um. Important to note. Because it's not gonna matter later. Um, <laughs> He's so, so OP. He can't even die. Uh, evidently not. Uh, and then yeah. So all right. <sighs> we got those. The first trilogy. Although I want to write. I forgot to write down that angel shows up. So let me write this down. Angel appears with Ben Foster. Is this the one
0: where he keeps cutting off his wings? Yes. Which okay. is like. D- by the way, very haunting scene. Actually, yes. I have seen. I think I've good, seen this good one. Good character with that.
1: Problem is the movie is an overstuffed mess. Yes, it, it truly is. However, we get Iceman versus Pyro, which is an awesome scene. I love Iceman in these films. He shows up again in Days of Future Past, one of my favorite characters in these movies. I loved it. Anyway, so now we go on to the 2009 film. This was each film was released in a three-year period. X-Men in 2003, no 2000. X-Men 2, X2, X-Men United in 2003, and then X-Men: The Last Stand in 2006. Now X-Men. Origins Wolverine in 2009. This was supposed to be a series of origin stories about the X-Men that we had met. So we're going to start with who the most popular man in Wolverine, starring with Hugh Jackman. Now, this movie takes place from 1845 to 1979. It starts with Logan discovering his powers in 1845. Then he and Victor, who also has powers, his brother, run
0: off. Played Played by by Lee Shriver, Sabertooth. Run off, Sabretooth, yes. I think that that scene where it's like shows him fighting through all the wars is one of the oh, good I love parts it. of the movie. I love movie. That just, And the part where he breaks out of there's, the, the there's, containment. There's
1: action and it's not dialogue. Yeah. Um anyway, and the and the action is not the horrible sci-fi of his claws Davis if you want to look up a pic ding, of that. Ding, ding. I know it. Where he's looking in the mirror. Anyway, horrible. But yeah, yeah so, so it leads them seen. to fighting in Civil War, World War 1, World War 2, and then eventually into Vietnam where Victor does some not-so-nice things to a female uh, there, and then the troops are like, hey, stop, and then Logan defends him, and then they're put up for a firing squad, but of course they live because they have the healing factor that we know of. So then, 1973, William Stryker shows up again. Already a relatively old man in these films. He's, he looks like he's about 40 at this point. Note he shows up 30 years later in uh X-Men 2. William Stryker meets them and asks them to join a special team. And they do. So this is 1973. They join. They go to find a rock. Also, here is Deadpool played by Ryan Reynolds. Ah. He's funny, except he doesn't have a mask, and he shows up for a very short time. And then time. he gets his mouth taken away. That's true, which is, for a one-line bit
0: of, finally, looks like someone finally shuts you up. <laughs> but then he cuts off his head, right? And we're then, we're, we're then, getting to that, okay, we're, sorry, getting that we're getting to that, we're getting to that. Get to so, our head. I've seen this one. So.
1: This is the second appearance of Sabretooth, and one of the biggest issues in these films introduced, Logan forgetting him checks out, because they they answer that. One of the best things about this movie is they figure out how to answer that Logan forgets Forget's things, because because an adamantium bullet to the brain, Logan will not die, but his memory is gone. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's
0: fine. So an adamantium bullet to the brain will not kill him, is what this puts into place. Oh my gosh! I didn't even realize how that ruined something
1: else. Mm. No! That, remember that. Write that no! down, people. Write that down. Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you? I didn't even think. No! Okay, I'm so sorry. That just really made me upset because that's something I didn't even think about. And a bullet. Okay. Will not.
0: Yeah, that's is that's it. That's what I'm understanding here.
1: The line is: His brain will heal, but his memory won't. Okay. That is the official line from uh, William Stryker in that movie. Okay, so we've got that. Remember that then, for later. But then different actors are used, which is fine, but the design of Sabretooth here versus there is completely different. The Sabretooth in X-Men 1 is much more comic accurate, blonde, huge, looks more like a beast than an actual human. This one is just Leif Schreiber. I love Leif Schreiber, though, by the way. I forgot That's to mention cool in God. my casting, I love Leif Schreiber. Also, Will, I am in the casting. What did I know that? Ryan Who does he play? The... Uh, I don't remember the character, actually. Um... And Taylor Kitsch's Gambit. Um, so yeah, different actors are used, but also their designs are different. And again, Sabretooth does not mention being his brother in X-Men 1. There is not a mention of it at all. Not even close. And they work together at the end of this movie, so they kind of end on decent terms, apparently, because they do work together to kill Ryan Reynolds. and Ryan Reynolds, who is... Deadpool. Deadpool. So yeah, there's that, which is a tough one. But also, Davis, we're not done with the problems that this movie introduces. We also see the first incarnation of Emma Frost, the girl
0: who can turn into diamonds. Mm-hmm.
1: The problem is we're going to see her two years yes, from now.
0: Yes, I know that. Ah, line. anyway, there was supposed to be another Origins movie. Yes, the Magneto. Were you going to say anything about that? I, I did not hear anything about it because they all got canceled. It was supposed to. It was well, there was going to be more. There was going to be a Magneto one was the next one planned, which, which I think I would have been, been cool. fired if yeah. you get the
1: right actor in all that crazy Holocaust nonsense. Absolutely, because Magneto's character is just fascinating. Yes, he really is. He is. He's the definition of a bad guy that, I mean, how much can you really blame the guy to a
0: certain extent in most of these movies, to be honest? I think they had planned more. They're probably going to end up making more, but, you but, know. But, you know, this one financially yeah, this one failed. flopped. It so they bombed. Canceled so, yeah. it, and they, I think this is when they decided to go for the soft reboot after this, correct? Yes, uh, more or less, yeah. So we've got this one,
1: and we've got a young Emma Frost, and she's barely a teenager in this one. We've also got Scott Summers, who has his eyes removed, because mm. that's how. This is still Origins? Yes. Okay. I, no, no, he doesn't have his eyes removed. I think they just, uh, they... I thought they, he, had, they, he had, like, a thing over him. Yeah, they took out part of the eyes and put them... No, it's because it's because uh, Deadpool has yeah. laser vision at that point. So that's, okay. and that's that's what Scott Summers has. But again, Scott Summers is here when the Wolverine saves them. Mm-hmm. He, of course, cannot see, but you would assume he would remember who the Wolverine was. Maybe a voice. Or, or people describing what just happened. Yeah, this guy with claws. However... He and Logan never act like they've met before. Logan, of course, would not, but mm-hmm. Scott just dislikes him in general. But he does not say, "Hey, guys, I met him before." He's just as surprised as by his adamantium bone structure as anybody is at the beginning of X Men One. So again, how does that happen? We meet him a frost. Also, this is 1979. Charles Xavier walks up to them, bald. In 1979, he he walks up to the mutants who have escaped this facility from William Stryker. <laughs> just,
0: just. <laughs> Just you folks at home, wait till he gets recast <laughs> as a younger version. I love
1: James McAvoy. L- oh, luscious locks. My. A gosh. nice big beard. So, yeah, I hope you're keeping up because I'm not. So, we've oh. got <laughs> two saber I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two saber An introduction to young Emma Frost. Young Scott yes. Summers, who is pretty young at this point in 1979. But again, James does, Marston? James. No, 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 no. they okay, not James uh, just Marston. Just a random kid. Uh, which has a great scene where Victor hunts him down in the school and it's like really cool. Um have him show up as well. And Sabretooth has adamantium claws. I forgot about that. Mm. No. Sabretooth has adamantium claws at the end of this uh film. So he went through the same thing Wolverine did. I think they just gave him like tips. Like he get like weird. claw tips that are adamantium yeah. apparently. That's weird. Cuz like it wasn't supposed to be as painful. Um but I yeah, so there's that. Um Hip, hip, hooray. So now we're going to move on to X-Men First Class. Yes. I hope you're keeping this up. This was pretty good. I do movie. like this movie. This movie's really good. X-Men Origins is not good. This movie, very, very good. Introduces James McAvoy as Professor X, Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. Note, we have met Mystique before, and she does not look like she was a 20-year-old in 1962. Not to mention, but however, 1962 does check out for Charles Xavier and, he, and Magneto, because Ian McClellan was actually born in 1939. So I, I, I I'm going to give that leeway, you know what I mean? cuz like yes. in terms of in terms of their age difference that's fine but yeah Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, Kevin Bacon all in this film Rose Byrne as well. We also get a cameo from Logan, the funniest scene in the movie where that's they go. That's a good one. And he says them to go somewhere. Yeah. Um to anyway, themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's we're going to talk about that. Um so yeah, this film takes place in 1962 during the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's a key a key detail. Xavier and Lyncher meet but Charles is definitely not 17. He looks like he's graduated college. This I believe he has graduated college, so he's in his he's in his early twenties as his Um uh,
0: Michael Fassbender, by the way, amazing in this movie. Uh, every scene is great. I've seen yeah. the. Is this the this is the one where the scene where he goes and like finds the guys in the bar. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. that's an amazing. scene. Yep. It's it's the chef's kiss. Yes.
1: Is it, that that scene amazing? Amazing scene. So. Also, Hank McCoy, seen in *Last Stand*, played by Kelsey Grammer, appears again as a young man alongside Charles and Eric. I guess I can give that leeway. I don't really know though, because he's about the same age as Charles and Eric at this point, and he is not the same age by *X-Men: The Last Stand*. So How about, is he younger? He seems older? to be younger because I mean, Kelsey Grammer's not that old, but he like, was he was dressed up in the makeup. Well, yeah, but I mean, let's let's just like see Kelsey Grammer was born in 1955, so there's a 16-year age gap between him and Ian McClellan. So, like, I get it. So the makeup, I guess, gives you that leeway, but like he should be an old man by these measures. Because I mean,
0: assuming well, okay, actually, even even in like Days of Future Past, where he has the guy, what's the guy's name? The actor. Um, oh, I cannot remember his name. How can I remember his name. When when like we'll get this to a this minute. Like he looks younger than James McAvoy, the character. Yes, Nick, I, Nick Holt. Yes, name? it is Nicholas Holt. Sorry, I totally forgot that one. Yes, Nicholas he looks Holt. younger than Charles Xavier. True, but I mean, again, it's not that much younger. I could, I, I could see five to ten years younger.
1: Okay, well, still, because he
0: looks like a high schooler. Still, okay, early five 20s. to ten
1: years later than Eric and Charles, that puts him being born in 1940. So he would be roughly 70 by the time. Anyway, sorry, that's a lesser known issue as of right now, but so we've got that showing up. And again, guys. Charles is paralyzed by the end of the film Yes, with a bullet that severs his spine deflected by Magneto. They go their separate ways and Charles cannot walk. Mm -hmm. Except he walks in 1979 Mm -hmm. and he walks in... Days of Future Past. And he he walks in X-Men The Last Stand. Now, Days of Future Past, they explain that. I'm fine with that. But then he walks in X-Men The Last Stand. I'm trying to keep track of all the times I've seen him walk. This is so painful (laughs) to my head right now. Anyway, also, again we have Emma Frost introduced again as a fully grown woman in 1962 note we just saw her in 1979 as a teenager there's no yeah, they ex-missive. try the nope. same
0: same person
1: Emma Frost yep and she has the same power there is only one Emma Frost there's not multiple people who can turn their skin to yeah. diamond there is one Emma Frost why do they do that
0: I don't know also I have an issue with this movie what it? they had uh, Darwin in this movie a character this is this that's this movie Kevin Bacon's in this movie correct yes they have a character named Darwin. His whole shtick is that he can evolve away from death, and they kill him off immediately. Well, so his, whole, his
1: his is his, his name is not officially Darwin, is it? I think that's that's what he's called. Oh well, no. His his idea is that he can adapt powers. He can like absorb power, but if you could, but like the thing is, he in can't.
0: The, no, like in the comics, his power is oh. to evolve. That's why he's called Darwin.
1: So in this one, it's just more that he can't. They make absor- him swallow he a marble.
0: Energy. Oh yeah, that. Yeah. Like, because you remember he sticks his head into the water and he grows gills. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that doesn't have to do anything in timeline. Time I just bad, wanted to bring issue, that issue,
1: up. issue with the story. That's fair. That's fair. Also, again, we've got uh, Raven as Mystique in this film. And Raven and Mystique go their subways. They set that up. Or, no, no, sorry, not Raven. Mystique and Charles go their subways. She goes with Magneto, Michael Fassbender. So that's set up. No, Charles cannot walk at this point. And this brings us to The Wolverine 2013. Um, Issues here come up a bit later, but we'll talk about it right now. Because again, guys, we want to talk about these movies as they're released, because that's what makes it so confusing. If you sort them in order, you can kind of decipher it. So Wolverine, we got a flashback to World War II, and Logan is now POW in Japan. Some people have said this made no sense because he was in Europe on D-Day, but I've read stories of people who were in Europe at Omaha Beach that also ended up in Japan, entire carriers and ships ended up there as well. So it's not entirely unheard of. I get it, but it's not the craziest thing in the world that I've ever heard in my opinion. And then um biggest issue though, at the end of the film Wolverine gets his metal claws chopped off, revealing the bone underneath them. He still has he's still made of adamantium, I believe. However, his metal claws themselves have been chopped off and his okay. bone appears instead. That yeah, cuz he still has some adamantium yes. in him, but that is gone. Tracking 104. And then the big end credit scene leads to Days of Future Past where a resurrected Charles Xavier, who cannot walk, mind you, he's in his wheelchair, <laughs> and Magneto, with powers restored, confronting Logan at the airport to go deal with something about Sentinels, leading mm. to my second favorite film in this in this universe, and honestly, one of my favorite comic book films of all time, X Men: Days of Future Past, an awesome, phenomenal
0: movie, awesome movie. I think they could have handled the lead up to it better because they were the True. guy that was writing wanted to have like two movies set it up. I think Apocalypse might have been one of them, and then he gets to Days of Future Past, but then they switch. I think it, it would have right been. Up. I
1: think that would have been better. I think this movie already was so good because we got to see the old interact awesome. with the new. Awesome. We got to see all the old characters return. Halle Berry returns as Storm. God bless. Mm. Um, but unfortunately. The lead-up is just dropped. They dropped the ball completely yes. with origins in first class contradicting each other, and then contradicting each other again and then again. And I and can again only imagine, and again, and again like and a again. big
0: X-Men fan of these movies, like going to the movies and being like, wh- 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 like there's literally-
1: Emma Frost. Emma Frost. What about the fact that Magneto and Charles... Angel part again. Ways, ...part ways in 1962 and apparently are friends in 1986? Not to mention, one thing with that first class, if I may go back to this, how exactly does that all happen with the Cuban Missile Crisis and everything? And then 20 years later, they're still debating... No, not 20. 40 years later, they're still debating what to do about
0: mutants. I feel like there would have been more action. Okay, so Magneto is in jail Yes. And Days of Future Passed. For shooting, for thinking Allegedly. that he killed JFK. Yes. So they took 30 years to catch him? Or 20 years to catch him? No, Davis Fuse passes only 10 years later. Okay. So 10 years. years in- or is he, has he been in jail for that 10 years, or they took 10 years to catch him? I believe he's been in jail for 10 years. So how does first class work then? Well, first class is, JFK died after the Cuban Missile Crisis. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cuban Missile Crisis. 19- part. I,
1: then JFK I, dies a year later. My bad. I forgot about the Cuban Missile Crisis part. And Magneto claims he did not do it. He maintained you He trying to save him. He, he was sympathetic to the cause. which you're saying he was a mutant, see, is what he was saying. Ah, yeah, 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 that's right. I always like when they do stuff like that. Um, that's like, I wonder uh, what his power was. Like Men in Black showed aliens across the world, and one of them was Michael Jackson. I was like, JFK's that's
0: funny. Pa- <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Oh, Lord. Oh, it's so, a funny joke. No, I don't, Should I say we'll, it?
1: No, we'll say it off the air, David. We'll say it off the air. Actually. Nope, Davis, you definitely can't say that one. That's pretty I just, funny. I don't know about that. I do not know about that's that. Pretty, you got to admit, that's kind of funny. I think it's funny, but I... Anyway, um, so let's go on to Days of Future Past. Now we're in the future. This is insane. The film is meant to reset the timeline for the new era, connecting the old X-Men with First Class. This is my favorite X-Men movie by Logan. This was to reset the timeline. This was run by Simon Kinberg, who was kind of the the point man on the X-Men universe. He wanted to be able to reset. He didn't want to have these issues. The problem is issues arise regardless. So... Let's go down the line and see what we've got here. So, Kitty Pride suddenly has the power to send people's consciousness back through time, and they use this to learn when the Sentinels will find them. They use it on Logan to go back in time and prevent Mystique from killing Bolivar Trask. The idea is that sending someone back all the way to 1973, mind you, this is in 2023, when the, where, where we are in the future. The, the future and the present of the movie is 2023. The idea is no mind will be able to go back to 1973 without being ripped apart, but Logan's will heal and Mm reheal. So that's the idea there. And so they do, and in 1973, Charles is walking due to a medication he takes that limits his telepathy. There's an answer for that, sort of. That, I think, was more about being able to move around. I think they wanted to have Charles have a more physical role in the film, which was going to be hampered by that. And I'll mention it's a good storyline. You know, the fact that he feels he's failed and his His school has been shut down and he just, you know, the powers are waning on the fact that he can hear everybody's thoughts. is taking its toll on a guy. After years of managing it, it's finally just collapsed on itself. So this is also where we meet Beast again. Mind you, this is 11 years after first class and they all look the same. Mm -hmm. That'll come up, not now, but later. Had a hell of a year before the 2000s. Evidently, evidently they were struggling. Um, So Logan and then... And how this film goes is Logan saves the day. Mystique leaves and doesn't kill Trask, and they save the White House from Magneto, except Logan is taken from the bottom of the river by a young striker. But now it turns out to be Mystique. Which is a problem because, okay, so Magneto puts a bunch of, like, metal, like... Rebar. Rebar, rebar. rebar. rebar, I could not think of the word. Rebar and drops him in the lake, and then Logan is sinking. Because, again, at this point, Logan has not been metalized yet. Remember, that happens in 1979 when he goes to striker to get the metal to kill to kill Sabretooth. So Logan is just this is post the Vietnam where I think this is supposed to be after they worked with Stryker. Where he kind of just is running around a bit uh, from 1970 to 1979. So this is here where that happens, apparently. Though it doesn't really match up with the timeline and origins anyway. So Logan has bone claws. So Magneto does that. He puts the rebar on him, sits him in the ocean because he can't do it because Logan is not metal yet. And then Stryker pulls him up out of the ocean. Except... It's not Stryker. It's Mystique at the end of the film, which we'll get to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Mind you guys, it's Mystique. So, let's, let's keep going again. Then Logan wakes up in the new future, 2023, at the mansion, where he finds Scott and Gene, as well as Professor Xavier, all alive. Because again, guys, I forgot to mention this, Scott Summers dies in X-Men 3. Mm-hmm. And Logan also kills Gene in X-Men 3. But in he this storyline, he has to, because she is the Dark Phoenix. And anyway, so he they are both dead but they've been resurrected because the timeline has been altered so significantly. I wonder how that works exactly, but anyway. So he wakes up in 2023, and it ends with sort of Professor X realizing and looking in his mind and seeing exactly what Logan has seen and realizing that things are different. I like that scene. And he is going to help him remember. I, personal point, would have loved the universe to continue on from each movie starting as if Xavier is telling a story to Logan about what happened. Okay. that could have been That'd be kind of cool. The only issue is, you know, either Logan has to be there or, you know... That point, the problem is Hugh Jackman was ready to retire at this point. He had some bouts with skin cancer on his nose that was really taking its toll on him, and he was just you know getting up there in age. And the physicality of the role is very, you know, because all shirtless scenes. Buff guys, for let's just let's clarify something for our listeners at home. For those shirtless scenes where guys are just shredded, that's not what they normally look like. They go through like process called dehydration where they don't drink water to where their muscles constrict to their body and their skin tightens to where they pop. That's literally it. Hmm. Henry Cavill has talked about doing a famous bathtub scene in season one of the witcher where he talked about the intense dehydration process and Hugh Jackman has talked about the same. It takes a toll on you. And he was getting up there in age. He's past 50 at this point. So I understand why they didn't. I thought that would have been cool though. I think that would have been a cool way to start it make it, you know, kind of all connected stories. Plus I love Patrick Stewart. So more Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, I'm not mad about, but yeah, this ends it. So mind you, the Sentinel storyline never happens because Raven, Mystique does not kill Trask because that is what Logan was going back in time to prevent. Because Mystique killed Trask, they captured Mystique, made the Sentinels with Mystique's DNA that allows them to adapt to every mutant. That's why they're so unbeatable. And they've subjugated the population in 2023. So instead, what happens? Mystique does not kill Trask, and mutants save the day so they don't build the Sentinels to, quote, stop the mutants. That's essentially what happens, and Logan wakes up. So then... We can go to Deadpool, but there's no timeline implications here with Deadpool. We see a different version of Colossus. We've met Colossus in X-Men Days of Future Past, X-Men 3, and X-Men 2. So it's a different form of Colossus, and there's Deadpool, but it's its own thing. It's not not related to X-Men Origins. They make a couple of jokes here and there, but it's not related at all. Do you even want to talk about that in relation to the timeline? I think it's a great film.
0: It's fun, but if it doesn't affect it, I don't see a need to. De- Deadpool Two 2 does kind of affect them, but it doesn't. Because it- it, at this point, as you were going to say, Davis, we
1: kind of assume that he's in a modern-day storyline. Like, mm-hmm. he's in 2016, our time, where there are no Sentinels, you know, just living life, essentially. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to assume, except he's at the mansion, so we assume that some of them are alive, and some of the X-Men people are alive, they're just off-mission, yes. on, on a mission, essentially, not therefore not at the mansion where Colossus is, right? That, that's as far as I've gathered. And there's also, what's the other girl's name, the little teenager in Depot 1? I can't remember her name, unfortunately, but she's not uh, from. Yeah, I know. She's not made an appearance in other movies like Emma Frost or others.
0: Deadpool one. We'll get to Deadpool two later. I, I don't know how so much we will saying Deadpool. It is. It is okay. It is okay, Davis. Um, and we we will. So we have learned.
1: Now we're on to X Men Apocalypse. It takes place in 1983. The introduction of Jean, a younger version of Nightcrawler, and the third iteration of Scott slash the Cyclops. Also, this is 1983, 21 years after X-Men First Class, and they look... The same. The same. Completely the same. This Note, is Apocalypse, guys. Yes, Apocalypse. Right. We ad- Now, okay, I want to mention something. This is okay, to a certain extent, some issues with it. Like, people are going to say, well, we met Jean in 1986 and she was a kid. Days of Future Past completely reset the timeline. Mm-hmm. Massive amount of things have changed, so... Differences between the previous movies, that's all erased. Consider everything compared to what we've previously seen erased, except we know First Class is solid. Because everything everything before Days of Future Past is in First Class, and what happened to their backgrounds is the same. But everything after 1973 is gone. Got it? Yes. So now, now we understand. This is the new Days of Future Past timeline. It's First Class, Days of Future Past, and then new timeline starting with Apocalypse. Understood? Mm-hmm. All right. So again, it's 1983, the introduction of Gene, different age, Nightcrawler, different again, and Scott Cyclops kind of can compare to Origins, but again, that's not really a comparison because again, it's different timelines, but yeah. 1983, Charles loses his hair, so that's explained. We also see a second version of Angel. Again, the timeline is different, but this dude is like 20 years old in 1983. I'm fine with the version of the character, but yeah, that that's something to keep an eye on as well. And overall, Apocalypse by itself doesn't have many problems outside of that introduction of Angel, it kind of stands alone. The movie itself is not good, but we do get the losing of Charles's hair. So there's that, right? Yes. Caliban's in this one. Though, Caliban right? is in this one. He shows up again in Logan. I don't have a problem with that. You know, it's it's two different actors, but it's not like they're completely different characters, personally. I'm fine with that. Some people have an issue about it. It's just the fact that there's so many different versions of the same characters over and over again does drive people insane. We've seen, we also saw a version of Bolivar Trask with his name in um, in X Men Three, and then he's played by Peter Dinklage in Days of Future Past. So yeah, all right, are we keeping track here, Davis? Uh, well, maybe because we're gonna go back through this all at the end. and We're gonna talk about
0: this again. So yeah, we're at X Men Apocalypse, just a bad movie, Davis. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not. You I've seen... seen some of it because I I know well Apocalypse is supposed to be like insanely powerful, but they kind of make him like he can do whatever he wants. But but then like, there's a scene where he like cuts the girl's head off with the sand.
1: Yeah, but then the problem is he's so overpowered They don't know how to really handle yes. it. And then and then oh wait. Here's the issue, though, Jean has the Phoenix Force because her big power to destroy Apocalypse and kill him makes a Phoenix, implying that the, the Phoenix Force has been hinted at. Because the character of Gene is, in my opinion, one of the most fascinating characters in the X-Men franchise, because the idea is she is the most powerful mutant. She's the telepathy powers of Professor X with telekinetic powers of anybody. She's about as she's essentially, if you get Magneto and Professor X and combine them, in essence, but then make it not even magnets, just everything. So Jean is very powerful, but it's hinted at that, you know, she can be somewhat uncontrollable, and her powers are so dangerous that there's an uncontrollable past there. And it's hinted at here, and we see it with the Phoenix Force. She shows off the Phoenix, which is her, like, her most powerful, and it destroys Oscar Isaac's apocalypse. We also get the introduction of two Quicksilvers here. Quicksilver looks the exact same age he was in, in Days of Future Past as well, ten years later. hmm Problematic, I would say. Um, but overall, just a meh movie. It's not really doesn't stand
0: out too much, in my opinion. They wasted Oscar Isaac by covering all that blue makeup. They did,
1: they did. Uh, also, I think Ro- Ro- Rose Byrne appears again in this film as well, and Jennifer Lawrence again as Mystique shows up in this as well. And a great final scene where they fight Sentinels in training, and it ends with your X Men, and they're all in their suits, and it's great. Which brings us to. Davis, Davis, Davis. X-Men Dark Phoenix. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the worst X-Men movie I've seen. And that includes X-Men. Oh, wait, actually, no, it doesn't. Sorry, it does not bring us to that. I apologize. We're going to hold off on Dark Phoenix Davis because we've got Logan in 2017 and Deadpool in 2018. I'm sorry, I was thinking of the chronology of the films. We're going to talk about when they were released. So Logan. And takes- Logan's
0: not in Apocalypse, correct? He, Oh, oh he is. Sorry. He is. This is a connect—I'm
1: sorry, there's so much, I'm I'm losing track of some of it. Sorry to the listeners. I know it's a bit confusing to be listening to all this. I hope you're enjoying us just laughing at some of this, though. (laughs) So that's right. So Logan shows up at Stryker's facility because the mutants are captured after an explosion uh, that kills Havoc at the mansion in Apocalypse. So they are captured and sent to Stryker's facility where Logan has been captured by Stryker, which begs the question of— How was he captured by Stryker if Mystique had him at the end of Days of Future Past? It doesn't make any sense. What year is Apocalypse? apocalypse? In 1983, Days of Future Past in 1973. How did that
0: happen? Maybe he got...
1: No, but the point is, (laughs) we're supposed to assume, well, he was captured by Stryker, but it wasn't even Stryker!
0: It was Mystique. Maybe Stryker got him some other time. He got him really drunk, even though that's not... the, the, the The idea is the idea of destiny
1: and the fact that anything that can happen will happen and certain things are set in stone such as him being captured, such as him becoming Adamantium. And then he escapes, and then uh, Jean Grey, played brilliantly by Sophie Turner, but I love Sophie Turner. Uh, she's great And uh, specifically Game of Thrones. Those will remember her in that. She basically goes and not cures his mind, but helps him know where to go, and he escapes the place. And it's great because he has a great fight scene, and it's like, ah, oh, yes, I love Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine because he's the best. So he's in that. So then Logan, we get to Logan. This is in 2029. This is six years after the end of Days of Future Past, where Logan wakes up, and all the mutants are dead. And we learn they're dead because, because Professor Xavier's mind is failing him and he has strokes, or seizures, not strokes, seizures that cause him to kill people because of how powerful mm-hmm. his mind is. And so Logan is living with him by himself, trying to shield Professor Xavier from the world, and this is again the idea that no matter what, whether it's Sentinels or whether it's Charles Xavier's mind, the world will end for mutants. Mutants will die off. Part of it is chemicals people are putting in food to kill the mutant gene, which is a great detail. That movie gets better every time you watch it because Logan's so awesome. Movies. Logan is top Has tier. That's some of the best scenes overall in the X Men. Logan is top tier. Don't even get me started on the scene running through the forest. We talked ah! about that. And again, ladies and gentlemen, that scene, Hugh Jackman's not yelling there. He went in a studio and did it in a microphone and made it just as convincing. Which is just
0: mm. So good. And they make a clone of Logan? Yes, they do, which is crazy. Two clones, which... technically. Not not a clone. One clone and then X twenty three or whatever her name which is. Which is like essentially giving his, his power to to a, a child in X
1: twenty three. It's his daughter. And uh then the movie ends with Logan dying in yes. in 2029. Very sad. He has adamantium poisoning, the metal that is in him that makes him so strong is also killing him and tearing him apart, destroying his healing factor as he slowly just falls apart. He has some awful fights with with uh I think it's X24, mm-hmm. which is his official clone, which is just so brutal and like it honestly makes me uncomfortable. It's I'm just an saying. animal It is can't even like hardly understand. Absolutely, Uh, he doesn't even say things. And then Xavier also dies. But again, there's those hints at the world ending this way. All the mutants are gone, and the X Men have been turned into comic book lore. Except the comic books are exactly like the comic books that exist, which I think is fascinating.
0: Well, they couldn't actually use real. They could they could use comic books, but they weren't allowed to use real covers. So they had to design new ones. Interesting. Well, they look really good. They do. They look really good. And apparently Scott Summers is like like made him seem like the heroes. How Logan describes it. Really? Well, he's like he's like some egomaniac that made it seem like he was the hero. We were better than they were, and he was obviously describing Cyclops. Ah,
1: interesting. Yeah. I don't have to
0: watch that again notice that. Because they're seen when they're in the hotel, when they're watching like the old Wild West movie, and yeah, he yeah, finds yeah. them. Right, right, that's right. It's right, like half right, this right.
1: didn't even happen. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. That's a good point, that's a good point. Um. So yeah, this movie ends with Logan's death. It also ends Davis with an adamantium bullet they use to kill x-24 which how does that work davis because the previous films established that that cannot happen however i guess the storyline changed post x-men Origins, so maybe the technology is different now i don't know but apparently an adamantium bullet can kill even a fully healthy fully fledged wolverine oh wait except no no he even has the healing factor and everything yeah (sighs) davis 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 what are we gonna do man but that, thats Origins' fault. That's not that's that's not Logan's fault. That's X-Men Origins' fault. I think Logan's
0: fault. pretty uh, nearly flawless film. I, I would say it is flawless.
1: I can't really think of a big issue that I have with it overall, honestly. I love that movie. It's a great movie. So then we go into Deadpool days, where you can talk about this a bit. Deadpool if you'd like.
0: Two, from what I remember, I haven't seen it in a while. Most of it's like it doesn't really affect most overall. Fun movie, but then in one scene that—you okay over there, Alex? I'm looking for my water. Maybe you didn't bring it in here. I did. I
1: just I just took a sip. <laughs>
0: Well, in one scene of Deadpool two, uh, they like open a door. They like open a door, and you see like all the old characters.
1: Yeah, you see like uh, Nicholas Holt and yeah. all them.
0: So I, I'm sure they did that as a joke, just to kind of mess up the timeline even more. Because that's Deadpool. That's what he does. But he, it destroyed it. completely
1: it. destroyed the idea that Deadpool is in the timeline. Yes, because that 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 implies that he is in a different timeline, all his own, whatever it may be. I have
0: absolutely no idea. I think that one was just kind of like a tongue-in-cheek thing. They just want to mess it's with very, it. it. It's
1: very much a Deadpool joke. You know what I mean? It, it very much... Started. So
0: I'm going to say we ignore
1: that one. Yeah, I would agree. I kind of ignored the Deadpool movies anyway. They're great movies, great funny movies. Ryan Reynolds is amazing. He gets to play the character that he was, you know, almost born to play, honestly, because now most of his films feel like
0: just Deadpool-lite, yes.
1: unfortunately.
0: So we're ignoring Deadpool 2 and Deadpool 1, because who cares? Colossus right. is different. So then we get to...
1: What do we get to? We get to... The final X Men film before it was bought, we're not gonna talk about mutants. That was like a standalone thing, and it was reshot and reshot. The New mutants, yeah. We talk about X Men: Dark Phoenix. I'm gonna talk about this movie a bit because I think you people need to understand how bad this movie is. But this is the final X Men film. It's the final film in the trilogy plus one of the James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender era of X Men films with McAvoy and Fassbender returning. And this t- returning, excuse me, and this takes place in 1992, and they look
0: the same. The same. So how do they? The question is, how do they go from James McAvoy, and Michael Fassbender to Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen in one year, two years? The long? issue
1: is not even how do they change. It. The issue is the fact they look the same over a thirty-year period. Davis, look at you. Thirty years from now,
0: uh, you won't be looking like look this. Exactly like this. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. 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 Yeah. No. 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 Look no. at you. Whoa. I can picture it now. Whoa. Be bald. You'll probably Davis, look like you have the Xavier. bald jeans. What are you talking about? Oh, what? Your, your your dad. Your dad got hair. He does. It's not much. But the, by the way, it's your mother's father, not your dad. Ah. Ah. My mother's father has a full head of hair. Ah,
1: my uh, mother's father also has hair. So, yes. You're lucky. Get roasted, Davis. Get.
0: You're lucky. You, oh, am I lucky? You see this hair? Yeah. This I ain't see coming it. off.
1: I see Davis. It, it, it's going to look really bad when it's like, uh, it's going to It's gonna look like, I'm trying to think of the, the mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. that I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Falling apart mind. over there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I struggled. But anyway. So we've got 1992, um, and mm, this movie, Davis, it's so bad. It's so bad. You've not watched it, I don't think. Uh Uh-uh. It's terrible. And it's also where Jean gets the Phoenix Force again, (laughs) because she just had it 10 years ago. And also there is the iconic line, where Raven, who is a hero at this point, by the way, I forgot to mention that she's a hero in, because of how the timeline affected in Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. she's a hero in X-Men Apocalypse and a hero here again. She says, where, she says, by the way, the women are always saving the men around here. She should consider changing it to X-Women and then walks out. And I'm like, why? Why is that a line of dialogue written by anybody? Not to mention it was totally unrelated. She was talking about the fact that Charles put them all in danger. And she's like, actually, you know what? No, mm, uh, we're doing pretty great, and we shinch X women by the way. And then she just storms out. I'm like, why is this? Why is this a line? Why is that an issue? <laughs> it's not funny. It's not it. Awesome. It's just it's not even like it's just the fact that Jean is the most powerful person on the X Men. Raven is probably the weakest t- member of the X Men. No disrespect meant whatsoever, but uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. Now. One big not thing mention, about this movie. Not to mention the the makeup for Mystique is horrible on this movie, and the costumes. The X-Men Apocalypse, for as many flaws it had, ended with such amazing costumes. They had such great costumes. Then this Oh my God. I mean, what on earth were they thinking? It's like It's like if you end the Dark Knight and you're like, man, Christian Bale's looking fire. And they're like, what if we put out put him in the Adam West costume in Dark Knight Rises? You seen it, Davis? You looking at it?
0: Yeah. It doesn't look very look, good. No, look, at, look at the suits in apocalypse first. I looked at him earlier. Yeah, yeah. You, so, what, what do we think, Davis? Oh, yeah. These aren't very good. Look very cheap. They're very
1: cheaply done, just like this movie. Just like this movie is cheaply done, unfortunately. James McAvoy looks good, bald. Yes, he that? does. Because he he did He uh, it conveniently lined up with him going as the character in Split. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: uh, Interesting. And Mr. Glass, of course. Um. So yeah, she gets the Phoenix Force from space, despite having the Phoenix show up at the end of that movie. And this comparatively to the Phoenix. Phoenix, Dark Phoenix Excuse me. storyline from X-Men 3. I like this one better. So in, Dark, in X-Men 3, the storyline is that the Phoenix is like a hidden power that she has that Professor X suppresses. Where in this, she just gets it and it enables her to be more crazed. And Professor X is more shielding her from her traumatic past. I like this better. 'Cause the whole just hiding away your power thing is kind the of The wall falls down.
0: Yes, oh yes, that, that yes, that's actually exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. actually. I know, go, I have seen I've somehow ah. seen that. So, so see that, that, that I don't one. know where I got that from.
1: And this is also where uh Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique is killed. Lawrence famously did not want to put on the Mystique makeup because it was an intense amount of hours in the chair. Of course Beast keeps on his makeup. Nicholas Holt is here looking the exact same age again. Nineteen sixty two, Davis. I think the biggest Take a it- photo of my dad from two, that from twenty eight to fifty eight. Not the same man. I guarantee it.
0: I guarantee it. Anyway, you were saying, Davis? I think the probably the biggest issue that arises from the timeline is how they all look the same, which you've been really trying just, to impress. It's just lazy. I'm sorry. I just can't get over it because it's so lazily done. Yeah.
1: Like, I think that's, that's put okay. on put on prosthetics and make them look older. Or better yet, just don't skip 10 years, especially because there's no need to. The year 1992 is not essential. 1973, okay, think about it. The years for most of these movies are essential. 62, Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm -hmm. A lot of storyline there. 1973, uh, the ending of the Vietnam War. That's where she goes to kill Trask at the Peace Summit because Trask is trying to tell Vietnam, Communist China, Russia, and the U.S. all the same thing. Mutants are a dangerous threat. 1983, not necessary. I don't know why they didn't go a bit sooner. 1992 is completely unnecessary. The only significance of 1992 that I can think of is a skit from SNL, honestly. But that's, that's a whole separate thing. That's, that's just a joke that I've seen once. Do you know what joke I'm talking about, Davis? No. It's where O.J. Simpson is auditioning for a part in Jurassic Park. He says, 1992, good to be O.J. No one's going to slow this train that's down. That's pretty funny. And then, you know, well, the train got slowed down. It did get slowed down. It slowed way down. The
0: juice was the, loose. The,
1: the juice was running a bit too loose, yeah, apparently. too loose. But hey, man, didn't you hear? I mean, he's worried he might be in Los Angeles with him. <laughs> he might see the killer yeah, when he's might. walking around. O.J.'s, I'm sorry. Okay, we're going to get back to the movie. Hey, that's for the just, world. It's
0: just, <laughs> O.J. Mahomes here.
1: <laughs> it's just lazy. It's lazy. And again, but this is actually the biggest issue with the timeline, Davis, is Gene dies at the end of this movie. Yeah. So is... Logan meets her yes. at the end of Days of Future Past. However, the movie does end with a phoenix energy flying in the air. I don't know if that's hinting at her being alive or not, but again, Okay, that's so lazy. are
0: these movies supposed to play into the original X-Men?
1: No, but they're playing into the end of Days of Future Past. Because that's oh, the new timeline. Oh, my goodness. Literally, the movie, the, the whole timeline could be fixed. They just didn't include certain scenes. Like if they did, if they ended the movie before Stryker showed Mystique's eyes, if they didn't even have Logan go to the future. But instead, they ended with Logan in 2023, which is one timeline. Yes. If we're using the basic timeline rules, again, the movies do not go out of their way to establish timeline rules like Avengers. Endgame. Mm-hmm. You can criticize those rules all you want. They established them to then therefore abide by them. The idea was to make them, therefore, so we don't have to abide by your standard rules. These films do not. So by basic logic, X-Men Days of Future Past changes the timeline. Logan wakes up forty years later no, not forty years later. Fifty years later, I think. Yeah, fifty years later. In the in the mansion mm-hmm. with Charles and everybody. Note this movie ends with Gene dying, Charles leaving the mansion and leaving Beast, which, by the way, Davis, this movie's so bad. Beast, Hank McCoy wants to kill uh, Jean because Jean killed Raven. And everyone's like, Charles, you you evildoer, you repressed Jean's horrible childhood memories because her father didn't want her. Like, I don't know. Whether that's a good or bad thing is fair. However, then Beast is like, you're worse than I am, but I'm going to go kill Jean because Jean killed Raven and she deserves to die. And then at the end of the movie, everyone's like, ah, yes, Beast, you should be the headmaster of a school for children. <laughs> yeah. Great idea, great idea. So that's terrible, by the way. Just letting you know on that one. Um, and then again, Jean is dead. She may be alive. She, it's kind of hinted, but again, why bother? That's just because you're not gonna. It's such a bad movie. And then again, we assume Jean is dead, but they show up at the end, the end of 2023 for the end of Days of Future Past. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. The X-Men storyline. We're gonna go back through and hit some big points again. But here's how it goes. The timeline from X-Men 1 all the way up until Days of Future Past is one timeline, but then when Logan goes back in time, he erases it. Yes. So then Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, Logan are all in one timeline there. All in one timeline
0: there. And First Class is still 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 in that timeline because First Class predates Days of Future
1: Past. You cannot affect predating Yes. So that timeline is connected. So it's First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, Logan, and then Dark Phoenix apparently starts a new timeline. That is
0: just Dark Phoenix, and New Mutants apparently. Okay, weird. Why? I like, don't think Fox did not plan it out well. They just like they're like, oh, this this be a cool story. Let's do it. It's so bad. And the the problem is is that like
1: like First Class contradicts Origin so much, and they released two years apart. It's just, it's terrible. It's about as bad of a a universe in terms of timeline as there is. The problem is, I like so many of the movies, and it pains me to say that. I like X-Men, I like X2, I like Logan, I like Days of Future Past, I like First Class. But do I like Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, The Last Stand, X-Men Origins? No, I don't. No, I don't. Do I like Wolverine 2013? Sure. Yeah, I do. But oh! I forgot about this. So, Davis, do you remember how I told you in Wolverine 2013, he loses his claws, his metal claws? Yes. So then in Days of Future Past, he just has them again. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. He just yeah. Does. Yeah, 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 okay. I guess Striker got them in the 90s. That's what you said. No, that's not what I said. I'm confused. I'm, see, I'm <laughs> confused. <laughs> I don't, don't, ask me your question. You said you were going to be the, the the voice of the
1: audience here asking oh, the questions. Oh, yeah, I'm the, the voice of the audience. I'm confused.
0: Okay, so no. So we... We you get some cutoff in the Wolverine, which was in...
1: Which was in 2013, so just no, in the present, year,
0: day, present day times. Okay. Like,
1: like 2016 era. Honestly. Okay, then they, I don't know then. So he gets him cut off. And again, mind you, he is captured by Stryker at the end of X Men Days of Future Past, but that's Mystique. But then he ends up with Stryker anyway in an Apocalypse. Yes, that's what later. I was
0: referring to. But that's
1: in 1983. Yeah, not so, 93. Oh, goodness. 93 is X Men Dark Phoenix.
0: He has his claws back in that one.
1: We don't see him in. X Men Dark Phoenix is the he's only not in movie that he's one he's
0: not in, along with the Deadpool movies. Okay. Yes. Are you are you keeping up, Davis? Uh, I thought I was.
1: So let's let's go back and forth again. Honestly, peak X Men laughing at this times is tw- two thousand and nine to two thousand and fourteen, where Charles is walking around, and then he and Charles hate each other, and then he and Charles are friends. and Then Charles has hair. Charles doesn't have hair. The only how does he lose his hair? Uh, Apocalypse like does something to him that caused him to lose his hair. What? It's like it's like a transferring. So it's not codenamed name Kids Next Door. <laughs> <laughs> the way that Apocalypse works is he transfers from mutant to mutant uh-huh. and his, con- his, his the powers go with him. So like, say I had the power to move metal, Davis, and yeah. you had the power to set things on fire. Yeah. If I'm Apocalypse, I can then take over your body, keep my power to move metal, but also have power to create fire. Weird. Got it? Yeah. Understood? So Apocalypse begins the transfer and then um, I think the way that it works is his hair starts to fall off. Weird. I agree. They just had to get his hair off somehow. They had to finally do He could have buzzed it. it off or something. They had to finally do it. Nah. I don't know. Could it have
0: had cancer. Eh, I don't know. Eh, maybe. Who knows? We know. didn't make the movies. This, yeah. And then, oh,
1: this is, I just want to talk about Dark Fiends a bit more. The ending train scene is one of the worst fight scenes I've ever seen in my it's life, It's supposed Davis. to be in space. It doesn't matter. It sucks. Well, it's supposed to be cool and in space originally. Okay, so Davis, do you, would you like to know a uh, a particular scene about this? About sure. the fight scene? So, Okay. Long story short, Gene has been knocked out in an alien race led by Jessica Chastain. So great in everything except this movie. Unfortunate. Uh, they're trying to get to Gene. Yeah. And all the other mutants are on the train, locked up their powers with, with depower amp, or power dampeners, is what As you called. do, yeah. Yeah. Are going to a mutant, like, like essentially like a mutant internment camp, which has been started after Gene attacked some police officers. She didn't kill anybody. She just attacked some, which, mind you, Initially, it's been twenty years, thirty years of inaction since the Cuban Missile Crisis, and then one mutant goes crazy and they're like, nope, man. The president disconnects Charles's phone. It like, no, I'm not kidding. The, the president has a phone with an X on it that he calls Charles when he needs him. <laughs> so, who's the president in this one? I don't even know the guy. Was he? What does he look like? Oh, he's the guy with the mustache who works on the team in Spotlight. Okay, you know you know that guy? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, not not Mark Ruffalo, not Rich McGrath. Yeah, the other guy, Michael Keaton, the other guy, the other guy. <laughs> the other guy. No disrespect to the man; he was great in that movie. But cool like, guy. You know, I don't remember his in name in that movie. Yeah, spotlight. He runs to the house. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, so then that all happens, and they send him to internment camp, and it's this huge train, right? So then the the mute, like the aliens, get on the train, and um, like or the aliens are on the train and the, the soldiers are getting whacked and the mutants finally, finally um, are let go to fight everybody off. So then they all go to, like, different train cars to fight the aliens because they're attacking and Nightcrawler's on a train. Nightcrawler is at the last car of the train because the door is open to, the, to, to, like, the tracks. And one of the mutants gets taken out by the aliens. He's like, oh, no. So then Nightcrawler, like, starts just stabbing people and going crazy and he pushes one of the aliens off the back of the train. It's like, okay, that's where the back of the train is, right? Keep track? Yep. So then, yep. then all of two seconds later, Magneto is fighting a bunch of people, and he just crushes the metal train car and throws it off, and that's presumably
0: the back of the train. Mm. So the back of the train just changes twice. Okay, hey, this was very rushed and reshot. Imagine if it was in space, was, the back I, of the spaceship. I have watched movies the day of, mm-hmm. and we still put out. I think we put out quality content,
1: so no excuse. Rushed that's or non? Rushed or non? We could write movies better than this. And then there's those great clips of Simon Kinberg, one of the lead lead men on the X-Men film, saying how much timeline continuity was important to them, which is laughable because this it's just nonsense. So yeah, X-Men 1 all the way up into Days of Future Past, then all that is that is erased. The yep. only thing that's left is,
0: is first, class. first
1: Class and all the background we have from that, including Eric Lencher's. Uh, start in the Holocaust camps, which is such a haunting scene every time we see it. Um, and then we skip forward. We go First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, Logan, and then Phoenix is starting a new
0: storyline again. Davis, I'm lost, man. I don't have anything to say. You don't it's, have anything to it's say? It's so confusing. I mean, they they just fumbled the bag on it. They Hopefully Marvel knows how to do it better. Thing.
1: And the problem is Marvel's fighting an uphill battle because, as I said, this casting is next level. I don't know if I want to see anybody other than James McAvoy or Patrick Stewart, or for that matter, Ian McClellan or Michael Fassman. Or, 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 or for that matter, Hugh Jackman. He's the man. He is the greatest comic book casting I've seen. The only other one that even matches is Deadpool, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds is just perfect for that. And then I'd say Tony... T- uh, uh, Robert uh, Downey Jr. was pretty
0: good. Hmm? T- uh, Robert Downey Jr., uh... West Wesley Snipes Snipes Blade? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think Maharshala Ali is going to be a better Blade person. I think
1: so, but. too. I think, but Wesley Slimes killed it. The problem is those movies are bad. The second and third one. First one's great. Ryan Reynolds in one of them.
0: He is, and he's a goatee. Yeah, he has the weird... And he has the goatee. It's terrible. Yeah. Google it. I know what it looks oh, like. He, I just, he, I just he, mentioned well, him in well, it. ladies and gentlemen, you can Google
1: it. And we'll be posting a couple pictures uh, with with this uh, that you can look on our Instagram that'll contradict exactly, or show the contradictions on the film, such as the way people look differently such as 1962 Professor X versus 1992 Professor X. But, Davis, are there any final thoughts for our listeners? We went through it a lot quicker than I thought we would, actually. Yeah, I got uh, time
0: to read my cases still. Oh, ah, there
1: you go. And I got time to do something. I don't know what. But uh,
0: what are your thoughts, Davis? Uh, I already kind of said it. Um, Fox really just – I think they're just trying to pump out movies. They didn't really care about the timeline and the story him, and told. And they wanted to match the MCU. Yeah. And uh, I hope Marvel does better. I, I, they have Kevin Feige. I trust him. He seems organized. I would love to see Hugh Jackman again, but, you know, I think he needs his rest.
1: The goal with timeline issues is to have issues like Marvel where it's like, was it 2020 or 2010? Like, you know, that stuff. But, like, this is just wholesale timeline issues. Like, which character's which at this point? Also, I hope Lief Schreiber gets to play Sabretooth again. That'd be cool. I like Lief Schreiber. Schreiber's cool. He was apparently cut out of Logan, which oh, makes me angry. Interesting. Because I, I would have loved to see Sabretooth in Logan. Is there, like, can you watch so, the scenes? I don't know. He gave an interview on it. So, because the rumor throughout it was that remember that scene where where he buries Charles and he's crying. Mm-hmm. They put that in the trailer. So the rumor was that Logan was going to fight a deranged saber tooth who like had been mind controlled. He would have to kill him, and then that would have been like a you know a sad goodbye to my brother. But uh, yeah, that's the apparent rumor. But man, what a movie it was. So yeah, that's the thing with these movies, man. It's not like they're all bad. X Men One, X Two United. X2, X Men United, Days of Future Past, Logan, First Class, all really good films. Deadpool, Deadpool Two, good films. The rest, uh, I kind of like Wolverine. It's 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 interesting. It's great because he has there's a great fight scene on the bullet tra- on a bullet train, which is awesome. And he and he has some great and here he's a big robot. Oh uh, yeah, and Hiroyuki Sonata's in that. We love Hiroyuki Sonata. so you know that they all, you know take what we can get, take what we can get. But yeah, that, I don't know the, that movie, so it's kind of tough. But Davis, again, any any final final thoughts? And next week, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be getting ready for Valentine's Day, which means we'll oh, yeah. be doing a rom-com episode. No idea what movies we'll be talking about except one, which will be About Time, starring Dom Hall, Gleason and Rachel McAdams. So looking forward to doing rom-coms, Davis. I'm not a big romance guy myself, but we'll see if we enjoy those. We'll hopefully find some good ones. Possibly have my friend Finley Meyer on as a guest. So that'll be exciting as well, possibly. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. But anyway... We thank you all for joining us on this latest episode of Through the Lens where we discuss the X-Men timeline. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, share, and subscribe with any friends who you think would like this movie podcast. You can also follow us along at Through the Lens Weagle on Instagram. That's through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle on Instagram for all updates on the podcast. And then you can reach out to us for any movies you would like us to discuss now, in the future, or anyone you'd like us just to watch in general. In general, excuse me. But again, we thank you for joining us. We hope you have a great rest of your week and we will see you next time for a Rom-Com episode. Very much looking forward to it.